When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Diary of a Wimpy Kid author Jeff Kinney returns to his alma mater at the University of Maryland in College Park this Saturday to unveil a new statue at the Stamp Student Union. He joined me to discuss his journey from drawing cartoons for the campus newspaper The Diamondback to writing a New York Times bestseller with balloons in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hey, Jeff Kinney. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Oh, I'm excited to be on the air. This is very, very cool. Yeah, we're talking because uh, you are coming to uh, your alma mater, the University of Maryland. Also my alma mater, by the way. Go Terps. (laughs) But I'm excited to have you because you're coming for Maryland Day, right? Coming back to campus uh, on on April 29th. Uh, What's the deal? Is it like a a meet and greet thing? Are you doing like a a lecture? What, What do you got going on? Well, it's something really special. We're unveiling a statue of Greg Heffley, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid protagonist, uh, my character, and uh, it's going to live in the student union forever, hopefully. So it's really a cool honor. And I'm going to get to do the unveiling with uh, Dr. Pines, with President Pines, and my son, Will, who's actually a sophomore at Maryland now. Oh, that's so great. So literally everybody, you can, you know, you can grab your copy of the Diamondback, grab your, what, uh, well, I don't know, Panda Express or whatever <laughs> there in the in the union and go pay visit uh, to the statue. So wait, is it going to be in, in the student union or outside like the Jim, you know, the Jim Henson Kermit thing is outside, but you'll be inside? Yeah, he's going to be under the shelter of rain. So uh, if it's a bad day outside and you don't want to visit the Jim Henson Kermit the Frog statue, go inside, maybe rub Greg's nose for good luck on your next test. (laughs) Awesome. So where exactly inside will it be? Do you know? I I don't know, actually. I'm kind of excited to find that out. But I think it will probably be on wheels, uh, which is maybe a dangerous thing to do with a statue with a bunch of college kids around. So maybe (laughs) they'll move from place to place over the years. Yeah, I mean, they got Testudo the turtle over by the library. That's that sucker's, you know, bolted down. They're, I think they're going to have to do that the same with with the wimpy kid. We we can't have him be disappearing after a big Terps basketball win or something. <laughs> I know, I know. I think there's multiple Testudos. I, I I think I saw a second one over at Bird Stadium, and I I was told maybe there was even another one. So I don't want to be spreading misinformation, but you know, I either that or he gets around. Now, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure you can rub rub Tetsuda for good luck uh, in multiple places around the campus. Yeah. Um. But cool. So so yeah. I mean that. Let's. Uh, did you when you were actually there? Um. What, what class were you? Ninety three. Is that right? I was one of those floater guys. So I, I graduated in the in in the winter, and I think it was I think it was ninety three. Um. Uh, you know, I went four and a half years. Uh, there are lots of kids in Maryland that do the same. 
Yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally. And what, did you grow up around here? Was this like a, you know, in-state selection for you or where did you come from originally? Yeah, I grew up in Fort Washington, Maryland, and I was actually a transfer student into Maryland after my freshman year, um, which was great. You know, Maryland was really starting to um, to rise in its reputation. These days, I wouldn't even be able to get into the college, um, and I certainly wouldn't be able to get into a basketball game. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's really cool how much that university has grown in stature since I've been there. So if you were there, who would have been that basketball? So would have, was that Joe? Uh, that was Joe Smith and X Ray yeah. Hip and all those guys for uh, uh, Keith Booth and all those guys. That's right. And I think I was there when Walt, uh, tell me his name. Um, I'm forgetting his name now. He went to the Kings. He, he went to the uh, to the NBA for sure. Oh, Walt Williams. Yes, Walt Williams. I thought so. But then I was getting his name confused with our, our coach, our beloved coach. So I'm going to. Harry uh, Williams, a different yeah, Williams right. entirely. I like, <laughs> I like they couldn't possibly have the same last name. Okay, gotcha. Got, yeah. I, all right. So, yeah, I guess he he uh, jumped to the NBA right before Joe Smith did. All right. All right. Well, now we've. we've we fully tangented <laughs> I, I, I bring up your college years because it's probably inspiring for you know from from one diamondback alum to another what what did you do for the diamondback did you didn't you have like a comic strip or something i did i had a comic strip called igdu for about three years then in, in there and then i became the uh the, the the graphics editor i think i was a headline writer and I became the production manager there. So I had I had three different lives or identities there at the Diamondback. Was it still above like the um was it the South Campus Diner at back then or was it in a different building? Yeah, it, it it was. And of course it was in print and and just I think about two years ago. Uh, they printed their last copy of the Diamondback, which was sad, of course, but they're they're changing with the times. And and now I get the Diamondback daily in my inbox, which is which is really cool because it helps me connect, get stay connected with uh, what's going on with the school and with my son's life. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, in whatever form, in whatever medium, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's still there. And I guess WMUC, the radio, college radio station, was right down the hall up on the same uh, the same building there. So that's right. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, then uh, tell us, tell remind our listeners then how you then, you know, after you graduated, after your fourth and a half year, sir, <laughs> how did you uh, how did you pivot out of that Diamondback comic strip to eventually write Diary of a Wimpy Kid? I mean, this thing's a phenomenon. How, how did it come about? Well, at first I pivoted into oblivion. I wanted to be a newspaper cartoonist, but it didn't work out for me. I tried for about three years to get my comics in, into the newspapers, but but nobody liked my work. Um, so eventually I came up with this idea for Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I worked on it for a really long time, about eight years, and uh, finally brought a sample packet to New York Comic Con. An editor liked what I what I did, and and that's how I got started as a published author. Awesome. And uh, remind us how many books are in the series now? It's been going on for a while now. I'd have trouble telling you myself. I think I'm working <laughs> on book 17 now. You know, I'm starting to get to that age where I'm like, if I had to name all the books in order, I think I might have a little bit of trouble with it, which is kind of scary. Right, right. All right. Well, in case it's hard to believe, but imagine there's someone riding in the car now on WTOP that that somehow missed it. Maybe they're not a parent yet or whatever. Remind <laughs> them who Greg Hefley is. <laughs> Sure. Greg Hefley is uh, the protagonist of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. He's a middle school weakling. He's a little bit like uh, Larry David for kids, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> he, he's not he's not a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He's just an average kid who makes lots of mistakes. But um, hopefully people find them funny. 
Now was I'm sure if if it's not it's not if it's not directly autobiographical, I'm sure you're pulling from some um, personal experience along the way. Like, did you see yourself as a wimpy kid, or is that more you know fabricated uh, creative license? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was a I was a lot like Greg. Uh, I made lots of mistakes growing up. Um, everything that I did wrong as a kid, I've sort of amplified, put through the fiction blender, and then put onto the page. But without the experiences that I had growing up without the family that I grew up with, uh, Greg Hefley and his family wouldn't exist. <laughs> well, we're, I'm sure a bunch of families are glad that he does exist. Um, tell me about, uh, you know, just that first book when it blew up. I'm sure when you first wrote it, it probably was a, um, you probably evolved from just being ecstatic that, you know, you were able to publish a book to begin with, but then take me sort of into the the moment that you realize, oh my gosh, this thing is selling like crazy and New York Times bestseller. Like take me into the whirlwind of realizing, wow, this, this could probably be something I can milk out the rest of my career. <laughs> it, it happened very progressively. Um, the book about three weeks after it came out, it hit the New York Times bestseller list and it was number seven. It was probably the most exciting day of my life. You know, there's 10 spots on the list and it went seven, eight, nine. And I was like, well, at least I'll have something to talk about at my high school reunion. And then it kind of rebounded. And then over the year, it climbed up and eventually got to number one. And um, and then it's kind of gone uh, for a really long time since. I think it's been on the on the bestseller list for about 800 weeks um so a, a good long time a, a good number of years um so it's changed my life in innumerable ways i've gotten to travel all over the world to 29 of the 69 countries where the books are published i've gotten to meet uh presidents and entertainers sports figures all over the world uh which is really weird because i live in this little town called plainville in massachusetts now and so it's a really small life uh that i live here but then i get to have this big life too plainville but a life that's anything but plain um i can't have you drop the phrase presidents without asking a follow-up and saying which presidents invited you were they were their kids you know their first families uh fans of diary olympic kid I saw a picture years ago of the Obamas uh, shopping on Independent Book Day, and uh, they had a pile of books in their hands, and, and one of them was mine. In fact, that happened twice. So I got to meet the Obamas in the White House with my family. And uh, just last week, we, we got to meet uh, President Biden and uh, Dr. Jill Biden. So um, it's, been, it's been pretty cool. This, this thing that I wrote has been a, a ticket or a key that's unlocked lots of different doors for me. That's awesome. That's At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Really awesome. And then I'll remind our listeners, too, I think there's also um, like an animated uh, Disney Plus version that dropped about a year, uh, two years ago, or like a year and a half, something like that. December 2021. Uh, what? How, how did that come about? Like, what does this did you pitch it to a studio? Did they come to you? I mean, with a with a hit book series like that, I mean, it's only only a matter of time before it gets made, probably. But who approached you? Yeah, we made a few films. We made four live action films with Fox and then Disney bought Fox and Disney created Disney Plus and they were looking for content. So we decided to reboot the series as an animated franchise and we're we're releasing the third of those movies this year and hopefully we'll we'll get to work on another one and maybe even more than that. So it's it's really cool to be able to revisit my books and to write them for the screen, because it's a way of sort of taking what worked on the page, but then enhancing it and making it into a better story. So it's a real privilege to be in that position. Awesome. Now, obviously, the first book is probably the one that, you know, holds the most special place in your heart because it started the whole thing. Um, But if you if you had to table that one, if you had to shelf that for a second, which of the follow ups are you the most proud of? And I'm sure they all run together. But is there a particular one where you're like, I'm glad that I was afforded the chance to continue to go explore down this uh, side plot kind of a deal? (laughs) Yeah, just uh, there's a band in my book called uh, Loaded Diaper, which is uh, Roger. (laughs) band that's greg's older brother and i just released a book called diary of wimpy kid diaper overload i'm sure my parents aren't proud of me for coming up with a title like that uh but it's basically uh this is spinal tap for kids i got to really explore the whole rock and roll genre the touring genre the show genre so that was really fun and and it is a privilege to be in that position i have so many books that i could really take the series in a different direction Diaper overload. Check it out, everybody. <laughs> um, awesome. And then I know you earlier, um, just for a slightly more deeper dive into the stories and the characters. I mean, earlier you said that, you know, the main character was somewhat based on your own experience. But were there any side characters that were inspired by either friends or foes? Like, you know, maybe and you don't have to throw anyone under the bus. Maybe you can change. Maybe you change their names, you know, uh, right. for the for the stories. But, you know, were there any like bullies that this was your way to sort of pay them back? You know, obviously. We, and again, just. You can speak in general. You can speak in general terms. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the characters, it, Greg's family members are are like a twisted version of my own family members. And then I have um, Greg's friendship with his best friend Rowley is is similar to my uh, best friendship with 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 my friend Ryan. Um, so we had a lot of those uh, those same ideas, the, the lemonade stand type ideas, the idea of building a snowman that's like forty five feet tall. Uh, you know, we had all these kind of crazy dreams and nothing ever really worked out. But that that friendship is really based on our friendship. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, let's bring it full circle before we bow out here back to University of Maryland. Didn't you speak there? Um, I guess you spoke there for the commencement like just a year ago. Is that right? How, what was that experience like? It was really exciting to, to have that opportunity to address the the, the graduating student body. Uh, I'm not sure I really deserve to be up there. I was like a two point something uh, GPA student when I was there. Uh, <laughs> and what was really funny is I looked at the weather for that week and I was like, man, it's going to be like what 93 degrees or something like that i was like they are they are just going to be dying for me to wrap things up so i delivered uh i delivered my speech at probably about two times the speed that i would have um but it was it was a real privilege and it's been really nice to be embraced by the university um and to kind of come home in that way Awesome. Do you remember speaking of commencements? Do you remember your commencement speakers when you were there? Because mine was, uh, I guess, Jim Vance did the local journalism school one, but then the big oh. auditorium one at Comcast Center, Xfinity Center, whatever it's called now, uh, was Carl freaking Bernstein. But <laughs> do wow. you remember yours? I don't remember her name. And and like I said, I was one of those winter grads. So I think we we probably right. got, a, you know, a, a different type of, of speaker uh, than you did. But it was, uh, but yeah, she, I, I remember some of her advice. And so uh, I just don't remember her name. Well, either way, um, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I, I invite everyone to come out. Um, is, is, is it just for students or is it like open to the public? This Maryland Day uh, statue unveiling, do we know? Is it open for everybody? I think it's open for everyone. And there's, I, I think I'm going to be signing books for about 250 people because I have to get on a plane to Bogota. <laughs> right after I'm done. So 250 people, hopefully I'll get to meet you there in person. Now, what, I guess, closing seconds. Now, once the statue is there, and so Greg is officially hanging out in the Stamp Student Union there. Yeah. What would he say to Kermit? If they're like having, you know, after campus goes closes down and goes quiet, like what would be the chatter that might be echoing down the hall between Kermit outside and Greg inside? <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. The first year the Greg Hefley balloon appeared in the Macy's Day Parade, he was right behind uh, Kermit the Frog. And so he was staring in, into his rear end uh, which was, I think, an, you know, <laughs> it was an appropriate place for my statue to be in, you know, <laughs> behind Kermit. So um, I think maybe they'd talk about that. Hey, you know what? That was same as Jim Henson, just staring right into Kermit's rear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, in all seriousness, it's a great, you know, hometown hero story. Uh, both of you. I mean, Jim Henson made his own major there to do the whole puppet thing, yeah. and here you are coming out. You know, this this great two point whatever GPA. Uh, you made it happen, sir. I love it. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid statue at Maryland Day on the 29th, April 29th. Everyone check it out. Uh, Jeff Kinney, this was so much fun. Uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate you, you caring about this. And uh, it's a real privilege to be on WTOP. All right. Thanks, sir. <laughs> appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy, 
Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.